0: Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Christina Warren, Senior Developer Advocate at GitHub, and I'm joined, as always, by Brianna Wu, Executive Director of Rebellion Pack. Simone De Rochefort uh, is in Italy, like a like a lamo. We're we're like. We're very upset about this. Um,
1: Is this not the most bougie thing like she could possibly honestly, do? Honestly, honestly. She's yeah. like, I had
0: to go to Carnival. I'm so oh, special. Oh. Ha, 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 look at me. Um, but audience, you will be happy to know that we did successfully bully her into watching the film Sneakers on her um flight out to Italy. So um success for us there. Um and in uh, in her place, we have a fantastic, fantastic guest host. Uh, Ms. Alex Kranz, who is the managing editor at The Verge. Um, uh, also, uh, Alex and I used to sit next to each other at Gizmodo. And, we did. Um, we just got back from being uh, in, a, in, a, in
2: a, like, we spent like eight days together at Walt Disney and World. We, we hung out a, whole lot, a whole, whole lot. We saw all of the magic of Disney World. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and some of the stuff that was not magical.
0: <laughs> yeah. like but uh, mainly magic. It, mainly, it, was, it, it, it was good. good It was good. I I was going to say, I was not there the day that uh, uh, you um, went back to um, Animal Kingdom uh, and and waited in line for the other Avatar ride. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I waited ride.
2: 85 minutes for it.
1: For the children's ride? For the little kitty ride in the boat? Oh, look,
2: I paid for that Park Hopper Pass. And oh. by golly, oh. I was going to get in every ride I could. If
1: you had called me, I would have told you that ride is not worth 85 minutes.
2: Everybody would have told me that. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. you know what? She needed It's to a know. good time. I like caught up with some friends on the phone in line. <laughs> all of the disney world queue knew my business it was it was great <laughs> and it was the the ride was so funny cuz it was like lame 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 terrifying robot like yep. the end um, the robot was cool though yeah I, not I, 85 th- minutes cool but cool
0: no i was going to say the photos you showed were cool but but not 85 minutes um cool it's not yeah. this this episode of rocket is brought to you by us uh rocket um so you can go to uh what, what's the, what's the link um uh I don't know. Where
1: do you go to sign up for Rocket Booster? I don't know.
0: Really.fm slash membership is where you can go to get um, an episode of our show every week, um, advertiser free. But then we have an extra bonus segment for our boosties known as Rocket Booster um, or boosties as we call them. Um, This week, we're going to be, I think... Uh, continuing to have some awesome conversations with uh, with Alex. If you want to support us through merch, rocket-merch.com, uh, we have t-shirts available, including our Scam Town edition, which is the exact same shirt in a different color, but $10 more. Um, so yes. so Rocket Rocket listeners, you know that that's the one that you want. And um, uh, it, we, we really do appreciate all of you um, uh, who have chosen to support us over uh, in the membership program. It means a lot to us. I offered one of our listeners on Mastodon this week, uh, because I was teasing our our segment last week where I uh told Brianna and Simone about the most deranged Taylor Swift fan ever. And um I I teased it on Mastodon and I said, Look, pay for the rocket booster for a month. If you don't like it, I will refund your money if it's not worth it. And and they responded and said that, that this story was completely worth the money. So oh
1: my god, that's awesome! so, yes. so that's good. I love that. Um,
0: our topics this week has been kind of a pretty busy week. This is uh, a hard news. news
1: week. We're going it is hard a hard news, news week. Yeah.
0: So so the first two things we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about uh, the two um, uh, internet lawsuits uh, before the Supreme Court this week. Um, one mm-hmm. um, against Google and one um, against uh, uh, Twitter, and we are also going to be talking about um, Facebook. Excuse me, Meta's. New Verified uh, program, taking a little page out of Elon Musk. And Oof. for dessert, we're going to be talking about the number one television show in America, uh, Yellowstone, and the drama that's been happening behind the scenes between the creator and uh, one of the most legendary movie stars of our time, Mr. Kevin Costner. Such so. a dreamboat. Of was...
1: Waterworld. Of Waterworld. Prestigious Waterworld.
0: Yeah, um, uh you know, oh, I met it's him. It's all about Robin Hood. It is mm. his little flat butt. You're like, "Yay, I feel so illicit. I saw that little flat booty." Also, <laughs> the, the 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 what was the song from that movie? Uh, the Brian oh, Adams song. Oh god, it
1: was the Brian Adams. Oh. "Everything I
0: do I do it for yeah,
1: you." you oh go. My god. Oh my god, a bop.
2: Great I can't song. believe
1: you remember that.
2: I had that <gasps> on I had that CD. That was like a formative film in my childhood. That was that was big yeah, watching. It,
0: it was it was a big one. It was it was a big one for us. Christian Slater a good was in NES it too. Game, no, you're right. It was a terrible video game. But Christian Slater wasn't it. And then, who was the hot chick? Um, oh uh, God, yeah. Mary the red Ma- Mary girl. Mastriano? Yeah. Is that how you say her uh, name? No, no uh, from the Abyss? Some, uh, it was a three it was a, it's a, it's a three name. Mary Mary something. Um, uh, but she's the lady from the Antonio. Mary Masterson there we Antonio. go there we go, oh my God, uh yeah, so uh she's so good at it. she was all right, we're gonna talk more about this, and obviously, you need to be tuning into the the rocket booster segment if you want more of this nonsense because we're gonna be doing more of this, but let's talk about these section two thirty where I guess the these two internet lawsuits um, Kranz, i'm gonna I know you're our guest, but I'm gonna put you on the <laughs> spot here because I love you, it. Because you've already done like a podcast about this, so I'm actually <laughs> going to say like if, if you could maybe at a high level, um, if you can't, I, I can, no worries. But can you maybe summarize what these two cases are, um, sure, and, and and what the what the Supreme Court is is going to be trying to decide?
2: So it's it's kind of weird because these actually aren't about Section 230 for the most right. part. Neither one of them are technically about Section 230. Really cover Section 230. They're primarily about like how we do not allow people to aid and abet terrorists in the United States. So both of them involve ISIS. The first one is Gonzales versus Google, I believe. Yep. And so go- Gonzalez versus Google, the idea is that Google was – when when you would go on Google and you would go to YouTube and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to watch something. And then you'd be like, you know what else you should watch? This cool ISIS video. They're saying – they're saying that that simply like promoting it in in that algorithm was a problem that was aiding and betting terrorists and google is saying no that's just an algorithm mm-hmm. and like we don't have we don't fully understand and control our algorithms which is like a terrible defense but but also kind of works yep. and so so th- that was that was basically one is is this idea that like these algorithms might be because these algorithms they go and they they create a new link right so mm-hmm. it's like here's the link here's the here's the screenshot from the video this is what you should watch next and so that's creating new content and is the creation is that algorithmically created content making google liable for any harm that ISIS does and the weird thing about this case is that they're not specifically saying this video killed this person or this video radicalized this person they're just like ISIS videos sometimes get brought up in the recommendation, right? And so by 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 that mere existence of the
0: recommendation potentially serving content that could be affiliated with ISIS, we don't even know right. if it's pro ISIS, but just the, we we think that's related right. with it. Just by it merely being there, that that could have played a contributing factor in radicalizing this person right. who then committed this this this,
2: this act right. of terrorism. And so it's the idea is like, is Google responsible simply because it creates those algorithms? And like, I, I'll I'll straight up say gut instinct. I was like, yeah, they're responsible. And then I was like, well, technically though, so much of the internet is created by algorithms that how do you just say, no, no, just the YouTube recommendation algorithm is the bad one. Because otherwise like, there goes Google. Like, just search. Do you well, want to find the things? internet, honestly? Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, they're, they're, as we know, I mean, this was something that was actually brought up by um, some of the justices um, in uh, in this case. Uh, we'll talk about the second case in just a second. But uh, the, um, the hearings for these um, happened on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week as we're recording this. And one of the things that one of the justices brought up, I think it might have been I think it was uh, Justice uh, Sotomayor, but it might have been um, uh, Kagan, uh, who said, you know, isn't all of this just algorithms? Isn't everything an algorithm? It was
2: Kagan, it was yeah. Kagan, yeah,
0: who said, isn't everything an algorithm? And and that kind of, I think, to me, at least for that case, kind of gets to the fundamental point, which is right. if everything's an algorithm, then can you really be, like, holding it responsible for every potential, you know, harm uh, and every potential act that happens against it, Right.
1: Right. Well, I did. Uh, I I hear what you're saying, and I think Christine is something a difference we've had a long time over this show is I think you're more of a laissez-faire when it comes to regulation stuff. Um, I think I want to be a little bit more engaged. The question is, I understood it, and please tell me if I'm wrong here, is it was like it is the are the things that they were doing outside of what is normally expected. For them in the course of doing business, right? Like, did they go above or beyond? Like, one of the justices actually suggested a test there. Like, is this going beyond what they usually do when it comes to content moderation there? Were they, like, negligent as per their own policies there? Which to me uh, seems like a very, very reasonable standard, in my view.
0: Yeah. And I think that that one maybe comes into play more in the second case, which is uh um which one is that? That's
2: uh Twitter I, versus I, I believe the person's name is ooh, let me double check this name.
1: Tomna. Uh Twitter versus Tom Tom Tomney? Tomney, I believe Tom- is how Yeah, saying so, so
2: the, this Twitter v. Tomney, and if if I miscorrect if I said that incorrectly, feel free to hit me up on Twitter and tell me so. <laughs> um I'm really bad at pronunciation. But in that Twitter versus Tominy case, they're basically saying Twitter like allowed these these ISIS accounts to exist. And sure Twitter was playing whack-a-mole and, and trying to hit all of them, but they weren't getting all of them. Sometimes they did exist. Is Twitter liable for like that? Is is that a like is that something Twitter can be liable for? And that one's like a tricky one, right? Because if I'm a huge fan of the show Archer and I want to be like, I love the main. Group that they work for, which is called ISIS. I'd go and be like, I love ISIS, and ooh, right. I'd just, I'd get banned. I mean, also, I don't think I'd do it nowadays because there's a new, much more famous and terrible ISIS. Right, but 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 it's that same thing and same like there's a superhero character named ISIS. Like it's a very common name. It it was originally going to be
0: a standard for um, like mobile banking. That was originally yeah. what what it, what yeah. it was called. Like, and
1: then I think they had like to change the name. It's also yeah. a biotech company. I mean, they had to change their name. They're over in Frank's industry. So. right?
2: And, and and they had to change their name, but there are still people who will be like, "Oh yeah, I like it." And so so that Twitter one is even kind of weirder in this case because it is v- like the first one has some two third some Section two hundred and thirty connotations. The the Google versus Gonzalez this Twitter case has no real Section two hundred and thirty stuff. Right, is entirely like. Here is this law, which is that ISIS is like you are not allowed to do business with ISIS if you're in the United States. That's a big no no. We have totally sanctioned them. Is Twitter not stopping these? Like, it, are they not timely enough in their stopping of it? Are they right. basically engaging in business with them? And that's the same as like, okay, if they go and they write up their their next script for their video in. Google Docs, right? Is Google now responsible because responsible. they're on Google? One hundred percent, and that's difficult. I think
0: it, it, it is, especially. especially yeah. sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, especially I think what what is kind of at the heart of both of these issues, and from the reporting that I read, and I wasn't able to listen to both um, argument um, like ar- arguments in front of the court in full, uh, unfortunately. But one of the one of the you know things that I think is a real problem here, even if you do believe in some of the liability. Uh, is just the amount of content that is published to these platforms every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many, you know, millions of pieces of content are uploaded to YouTube every single day? How many, you know, um, millions of posts? And, you know, on the one hand, you're saying, well, if you use an algorithm, and this this is, it seems to me to be sort of the argument, on one hand, well, if you if you use an algorithm to recommend things, then you're liable for anything that that someone might possibly do because of the recommendation. On the other hand, how are you supposed to, Moderate or or you know even look through all of that content if you don't use an algorithm to try to you know catch right. various things right like like how are, how are you supposed to to save that flow just because there's so much content being uploaded to these platforms at all times that is it even realistic to say you know you will be responsible for for everything that is uh, that was put up here and you have to you know uh, remove the account within however many seconds would would be you know good enough. Um, uh, right, for, for, for the, for these lawyers.
1: I, I think one of the the things that makes me feel there is more they can do is just simply looking at Twitter's history. Uh, if you remember when uh, what's his last name Dick uh, what's his name Costello yeah uh, uh, right uh, Dick Costello uh, back in the Obama era he got really damn serious about getting rid rev- of ISIS accounts on Twitter to the point that he actually had to leave his home. He got so many death threats. They targeted him specifically with assassination. It was uh, to be really blunt. Hunt was a really brave move by a CEO, in my view, because I'd been extremely critical of him before. And I thought it was honestly one of the most like American things I've ever seen in my life. I think he does not get enough credit uh, for that move. So, you know, he, he literally upset ISIS so much by just nuking these accounts and stopping them from being able to recruit people that they target him with assassination. So it seems to me that if they're motivated, they can can do things, I think what the fundamental the reason I'm eager to see this this case adjudicated in a way that doesn't leave the companies uh scot free on this is it seems to me there's a fundamental incentive mismatch right mm-hmm. because content uh, moderation is extremely expensive. Um, you know going through reports is extremely expensive it 's time consuming, which is why they tend to offload it into algorithms. The profit motive is always going to tend towards you know letting more and more stuff through, having less and less of a headache. So uh, I understand it's nuanced. It's very difficult here. I just think if there's somewhat of a bar, it's going to stop these companies from doing the bare minimum just because they have to take national security more seriously than they do say, you know, rape threats and death threats on Twitter.
2: Yeah. I I do think, though, that one, I don't necessarily think we're going to see these like decisions come down on these cases, especially with how the questioning stuff was going for the last two days. I think we're very likely to see them be like, we're just Gonna put this They're in our back pocket it. for a while, um, because yep. they do. They have these <laughs> other cases coming. There's, there's, uh, it's Texas and Florida that feels like I'm just gonna throw Florida out there because it feels like <laughs> probably Florida would be one of them who are, who are doing these like huge, huge overreaching laws that are saying like you have to maintain content whether you like it or not and all of that junk, right? Um, so we have these other Section two hundred and thirty cases coming down the pipeline, and right now we have these, which are just—they're kind of weird. Like yeah. in both in 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 the case of the Google one, we don't actually have a real clear sense of measure of damage because it is the stuff was getting promoted on ice or on on Google, like the YouTube algorithm, right? And then in the Twitter case, there was real harm caused in that there was somebody killed. In a in a bombing by ISIS in I believe 2017, and their family is the one suing, right? And in that case, though, it's it's really hard to draw the lines there because, you know, it was like there wasn't necessarily a tweet saying, we're gonna go bomb this, and Twitter left it up and didn't report it or something like that. Right. It was just Twitter and these and other social media platforms were not like killing every single excuse me, that's a bad word. We're not <laughs> taking it nope. We're not blocking every every social media account that cre- was created that had ISIS that was like talking about ISIS and it seemed to be an ISIS account, and they weren't doing it necessarily fast enough, and so that's the complaint there. That that's what they're suing is basically being like, "Your inact, your relative inaction was a violation of the law because the, because you you did business." But it, again, right. I go back to that Google Docs thing. Although the best thing about the Twitter case was that every single like every single justice in it was like okay here's my comparison and at one point like clarence thomas is up there and he's like okay but like let me talk about pagers for a second and he's like oh i, my I love this what is about to happen but, but, here and he like, actually goes it was on. a good argument it was yeah. an actually interesting argument tell us about it no, no. You tell us about it because I, I just remember laughing about pagers well, and then I blacked well, out. We talked
0: about pagers and <laughs> no, and, he, and well, because well, it was funny that he brought it up and but but his point was, would the pager company be responsible if a terrorist signed up for a pager? Would they yeah. need to know, right? Like because because this happened, I think even with some of the some of the nine eleven terrorists, like would would they be responsible if people, you know, who Maybe you signed up under different names. Maybe you did other things, like would they be responsible for the the, the pages and and the communications that were then sent by um uh you know uh, th- those owners. And I, terrace, yeah. actually, and, I, terrace, and I think that's actually and by the tariffs. And I think that's actually a pretty valid um thing to say. Now I think you can argue that obviously social media companies now know a lot more about their customers than presumably like a, a pager, um a you know company mm-hmm. might. Having said that, like you know. To, to your earlier point, there could be people who are fans who are putting ISIS in, in a bio for all kinds of reasons. Um, and mm-hmm. that might not have anything to do with with anything. And, and there might also still be accounts that people create that didn't have anything in the bio or, you know, weren't using names that would be flagged, but then are posting that kind of content, right? So it's right. like, how, how are you able to, you know,
2: how, how are mean, you supposed a, to invert content, a uh, context? Right. And and I think there's also this idea. That we're starting to see the justices reckon, reckon with and that we as people d- don't reckon with a- enough is that we we know that Google, we know that Twitter has these enormous profiles on all of us, right? Facebook or excuse me, Meta, they all have these big ad profiles on us. They they The Twitter knows a whole lot about your behavior online through cookies and other things like they, they know a lot about us. The computers know a lot about us. The systems know a lot about us. The actual human beings don't necessarily know a lot about us. And especially right. like in the case of Twitter where only a quarter of the people work there as when the Supreme Court said we're going to take this case because they took right. it when it was under different ownership, right? Exactly. And now they exactly. Have s-
0: it, 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 right. And, and, and they the just don't know. Happened. Exactly. Yeah. The incident happened in 2017. Um, they were. It was interesting. You know. You, you mentioned Costello Bree, because one of the the quotes they were bringing up was from Twitter engineers from 2014, which was during his era. So it. it that's another thing that I think complicates this case a little bit. I don't know if it has any. It, I don't think it'll have any bearing on the on the legal um uh, decision. But it is interesting that you have like almost these these different eras of ownership and of of control of the company that are mm-hmm. being intermingled in the argumentation when it's, it's not the same company right now as it was um, five years ago. And, and I would yeah, argue that, that it was a different. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, 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 but it's not the same company um, by a lot of reasons, but I would also argue that even like in the context of the bringing in quotes, you know, from 2014, it's like that wasn't the same company as it was in 2017. So, yeah. you know, it, it, yeah. again, I don't know if that makes any legal distinction, but, but, it, but it does, you know, kind of like show just, I think, this is, these are difficult problems. Um,
1: I think it's a difficult problem. I, I certainly agree with that. And I'm not trying to minimize that. I, I, I just, I think the difference that, uh, I think the difference that we have is what, what is it they call Section 230, like the 14 words that created the internet or something like that. Like it's, it's literally crazy to me to think about that. You know, this, this law I barely remember hearing about when I was in high school. Like this one clause that was thrown in there is the entire. Basis of which, like our, our internet policy is formed today, I I think you know Amy Coney Barrett and and this generation of justices. I I would not have a lot of faith if she were adjudicating something for women's rights or trans yeah. rights or gay rights. I think if you're coming to national security, yeah, you know, I looked into her quite a bit, but like during the confirmation hearing. She's not a dumb legal mind, right? There are legal tests that could could come up that would make some some sense to kind of. A portion what is the common sense like legal standard i mean if you look at yeah. some of the ways that legal standards are are made like go watch a legal eagle video i i often find them very thoughtful like these three-part tests where you've got to meet each part of it, maybe there's a, a, a thoughtful way to kind of um, uh, look at these business models and like a portion of they're or, or, or making common sense efforts to like not have content there this blatantly against our national security. I'm, I'm willing to have the Supreme Court look at that. I mean, I, I just don't accept that we have to like uh, take this one bill written in the, the 90s and, and never move past it with anything more thoughtful.
2: Yeah I think we're seeing too that there's a lot of, there's there's an increasing conversation right about these algorithms and and not necessarily the basic algorithms right the stuff that we think of that are the basic basis of the internet which is search that sort of thing but but these these recommendation algorithms that are very very actively putting people onto things and in some cases are causing harm. We're seeing that with um eating disorders with kids, we're seeing mm-hmm. that with like remember there was that time where if little kids watched too many little kid videos on YouTube, they were suddenly getting like radicalized with like <laughs> videos of people being murdered and stuff but stitched in with their regular videos yeah. like super weird stuff like that. And you see that and you're like, "Oh, that should stop." And the companies have zero incentive to stop it beyond like bad press where they can be like, okay, well, we flipped a little lever somewhere that you don't need to worry about or know about. It's done. And so I think there is like, we're seeing politicians sometimes say, okay, well, maybe we do need to be looking at these algorithms and deciding if there are some things that are and are not appropriate. And that's like a job for our like lawmakers to go and do. And I think it's important for them to do it, but also I don't have any faith in them because most of them don't know how the internet works. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. that's kind of how I feel, I, and I also I do have a problem. I mean, I think like kind of looking at like both arguments, I will say just from my uh, complete layperson's kind of analysis of um watching kind of the, the questioning and see what happens, which is always a bad idea with the Supreme Court because they can ask questions that make you think they're leaning one way and very frequently will rule another. But it did seem to me like the like the lawyers from Google did a better job um on on, on, oh, yeah. on you know on, on on Tuesday than than the lawyers from Twitter. I felt like the the argument made uh in the Twitter case was a lot less clear and a lot less crisp than the arguments in I the I think Google even case. the justices
2: were being like Yo, you're and it's funny because in both cases the uh, uh the plaintiff I believe it's the same lawyer for yep. the plaintiff on both cases yes. and that was partially because so many of these lawyers that go before the court in Washington DC, have been have been working with all of these big companies so long that they all had to be like, "I'm not elite, like I have to recuse myself from being in this." <laughs> so it's just this poor guy being like, "Well, I guess it's up to me now." And 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 Google Google did pretty a good job of of like talking out their butts, but 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 basically being like, "What is search?" What is an algorithm? And, and not really answering questions and refusing to draw a line and kind of being like, if there's going to be a line, draw. We're not going to be the ones doing it, right? Um, and and Twitter did not do as great. No, they kind of struggled.
0: No, they struggled um, a lot yeah. to, to the point that the justices were the justices were asking him, like, did you did you read the law the right way? I mean, that was literally <laughs> something they asked. Which, <gasps>
1: which oh, my oh god, not
2: not not a great.
1: Not That's a great, probably the worst day of your career. Yeah, that's and I don't think it was like a cool
2: justice. I think it was like Kavanaugh or something. Somebody doing it. Yeah, it was Gorsuch. I believe it was Gorsuch. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's slightly better, but still, like, oof, that's a rough one to get schooled like that by a justice um, on such a high-profile case. Just a real (laughs) bummer for them. But I do. it, It did seem like some of the analysis I've seen. Um, uh, for people who who watch this stuff a lot more than I do, do not ever come to me for legal advice. Hmm. I've never gone to law school, and also, I don't know how any of it works. But I do think that, like or what we're hearing from those people is that it sounds increasingly like they probably will throw these out. yeah, like these were these were weird test cases to begin with. They always felt kind of like oddly motivated, particularly because, they were coming when when there was a lot of conservative uproar about about the platforms and, and what they were doing and everything. Twitter was notably not owned by Elon Musk. Now Twitter is owned by Elon Musk, who's like, I will stop everything. Although he you know he fi- he accidentally fired the team that was in charge of like hundred percent of the platform. Absolutely. 100%, oh, and he probably
0: intentionally fired most of the lawyers who were responsible for all yeah, of like, these things too, you know?
2: Like you know that. And so I, I do think like with a slightly more politically motivated court than we used to have, that there was some prob- probable, like, oh, we're going to get them, and now it's like, well, actually, these are kind of crummy cases for this. This is <laughs> this is actually the this is not where we should be trying to 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 go after the platforms. Hundred because- percent doesn't make sense in this case. Because you go out through platforms to Google, you've just broken the internet. The internet no longer works unless you like you thread that needle so terrifically. And you go after Twitter, again, like, okay, now they're gonna come after Google and Microsoft for like making office software that ISIS procures in some other way. Right. And that's no good. They're out there making their little Office 365 (laughs) count.
0: what well, I mean I mean and that that's that's I'm sure that's happened. I mean it, there there had been a case um where uh, I think the one of the ways that I think it was the CIA caught certain um terrorist groups um was because they would write things in a gmail um uh, oh file and God. then they would read it in the drafts and they would delete the draft. And this was like yes. a very common technique that terrorists would use to pass information back and forth to one another. Um, oh my and, god, and then, that's and, so good! And uh, yeah, and, and so and it was one of those things where once they eventually kind of figured that out, they were able to monitor certain accounts and see things before they were able to um, wipe them. But yeah, uh, you know, uh, this this is this is a difficult difficult problem. We're going to be following um, this. the The court usually uh, doesn't announce you know its its uh, decisions until the summer, so uh, it'll be some time before we hear anything more about this. But. This is very, very interesting. And and as Alex mentioned, there are some other cases happening in some other states that might have more teeth, so to speak, that that even in the event that these wind up being tossed or being kind of uh, thrown out or maybe said, okay, this isn't for us to decide, could be used um, for the basis for other decisions they might make in the future uh, with, with, with future cases.
1: 100%.
0: All right. Again, this episode of Rocket is brought to you by us, uh, rocket-merch.com and uh, relay.fm slash membership. Next topic. All right. So, Woo. you know, for a long time, everybody's <laughs> been like, you know what? We should just have to pay for social media because that would make it so much better. If you really want like a social media profile, you should just like pay for it <laughs> because that would just make it ever- That would make it so much better. Well, guess what, you guys? Twitter said that you could do that you could pay Ugh. $8 a month um to get your blue check uh with, with very little vetting um and and you could even confuse the media there was another case this week where the BBC uh had to retract an article because they thought that the Will Ferrell the actor um uh, apologized for some sort of slight against some oh, sort no. of like uh football team or something that meaning uh, you know um British football uh that never happened that was all like the work of a, a of a um Nefarious uh, rogue blue check account, so that's that's still going great. but now the scarier and much more confident social media company, uh, Mark zuckerberg's uh, meta has uh, has joined the the ranks and now they are saying that for uh, for just thirteen dollars a month uh fifteen dollars on or twelve dollars a month I think on uh, um, on the web uh, fifteen dollars on iOS and android, um users will be able to get verified on uh, on on uh, Facebook or on Instagram now, if you think that paying one fee is going to get you verified on both, it will not. You're going to have to pay separately, but you can get verified. Okay. And to be verified, you will not only get like a fancy blue check mark, you'll get um, enhanced customer support. And they say that your post will have some extra visibility and uh, in the case of Instagram, you'll get a hundred stars, which are like their version of, of like bits that you can tip <laughs> creators with. oh, and they and so, they said that it
2: would help you protect you more. oh yeah, too yeah, they're like an additional protections. additional protections so protection personations. Yeah, just protect so, money.
0: I've, I've got so, some so, thoughts
1: on this one. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, Brianna, you use Facebook more than any of us, and yeah, you definitely hold on. use it don't professionally. Me. I don't use <laughs> <I'm> Facebook <not. laughs>
1: unless I have to for my child. Uh, to be, to be there very clear. To be,
0: to be very clear, I'm not sliding you. I'm just saying because of your job, you have to be on Facebook more than the rest up. of us.
1: You know, I should ask for a so, raise from my boss because of that. Um,
0: yes, you, I do. You should. So will you be paying for the the uh, Facebook verification?
1: So I, I'm not sure. And let me kind of get to why I'm not sure. Um, so the things, as I understand it, and please tell me if I'm wrong here, that you're going to get with this is um, some additional account security, Okay, um, you're going to get customer support if you need it. That's actually really good for a reason. I'll come back to later. Um, they said you get a little bit of a boost in the algorithm. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So a little bit increased more of that. visibility. You're already paying for that, like the the. Like the amount that you're getting for that, I'd like to see it more like concretely put out. Like I get um, a sense of the metrics when I buy an ad, but you know, if that's a multiplier that makes sense, that's certainly in its favor. Um, but the thing that I just can't get past for political ads is every single election cycle, there's. Some emergency behind the scenes because we're working some race, and Facebook has told us they need us to register a real life identity again. So I'm doing this, our ad team is doing this, we're sending our IDs, we're signing these forms, they're mailing things literally to our house with codes, and then we give that to them just to make ultra, ultra sure that it's us and it's a physical location. Facebook really, really, really knows my address and they really, really, really have copies of my driver's license by now. So, you know, if you're saying uh, for purpose of of really securing that, you know, political ad or the people that they say that they are, I would posit to you that that standard is already very, very high. The other side of it, I would say, is when you're running political ads, Facebook loves to take those down. Because people that don't want to hear the message will mass report. Port the ads, and they're very, very skilled at abusing that flagging system. So, when it completely complies with like Facebook rules, it would be very, very nice. Like, I would happily pay $10 a month during an election cycle to have a real human being I can talk to rather than calling up every friend I know at Facebook going, Come on, there's (laughs) an election next week. I got to get my account fixed. Um, So, that would very much be worth it. I I think for a normal person, I'd love love to know what y'all think, but it seems to me like real life identity on Facebook is so much harder to fake than it is on Twitter, just because it's so dependent on like your relationships with other people. Um, so like maybe an individual celebrity might find some value for that, but I don't actually care if someone creates a fake Brianna Wu Facebook account and they have because like someone's going to look and say oh here you know, like all my friends are here right like it's very apparent which of these accounts is the real one so i i think the the value proposition for my individual use case is very very high but i think for most people it's very very low if that makes sense
2: no i think i think that makes a lot of sense because i've got a friend who got locked out of their account like three years ago. And it's the only the only photos they have of their other friend who passed yeah. away is on that Facebook account. And they've been stuck in a loop. They have they cannot get customer support. I told them about this, and she was like, the minute it's available in the United States, I'm signing up. Wow. If I have to fly down to Australia and and register, I'm doing it. I need like I want my account back. Let's mm-hmm. go. But for most people, I think, and I think like charging for customer support. Well, I'm like, ew, gross. You should just have good customer mm-hmm. support. I do recognize that f- that like customer support, support, goods customer support, is expensive because you're asking because yeah. p- you cannot rep, you cannot use algorithms to cut costs, right? No. You need real human people
0: who, who are business, good at solving problems. Every other business and, charges
2: yeah. for it, right? Like, 100% like literally. so, I think it makes sense to charge for that and be like, oh, do you actually want to be able to talk to a human being? Yes, and like. What's the alternative? Just not using Facebook, which I do on a regular basis. That's fine. The other side of that, I do feel like, is a step, is like by any other name, racketeering. It, it's just like, kind of. it's, yeah. it, it just feels like they're like, okay, are you an activist and you're really starting to take off and people are harassing you and people are being gross about you and they're making yep. fake accounts and doing gross stuff to you on Instagram and Facebook? Cool. You wanted to stop? Pay up, and I'm like, oh, you should just not. You should just stop that. Like, no, you should. You should have the advanced. The like, people shouldn't have to pay to be able to protect their identity and not have themselves like maligned on these platforms. And the platforms should have mechanisms in place that allow it to like to deal with it. Like, make enough money, Meta, take it Uh out of the headsets. Put it into, like, better protections for people.
0: I, I do wonder, though, how much of this is going to be – and this and this just could be my own – and, again, I, I find Meta to be a much scarier company than Twitter because they're much, much more competent. Uh, yep. They're much better run. Uh, they're much smarter. Um, and having said all that, like, not that I don't think that that Mark Zuckerberg is evil or anything like that, but I, I it would surprise me if they would be abdicating all of that responsibility – and, and making it a requirement for people to pay, right? Like I, I've also had friends who've been locked out of accounts that had very important things to them. And what we've had to do in those circumstances is find someone who works at Facebook to then handhold them and go through that situation. I yeah. had a situation a dozen years ago where I converted my personal profile into like a page because that was something mm-hmm. you could do. And I was like, oh, this will be great. I have all these follow, re- these friend requests and and whatnot. And when I did that, it broke everything, um, I couldn't log into anything I'd ever set up with Facebook again. and i I was ok with that. But then, when I tried to create a new Facebook account, it wouldn't let me because it said I was an impostor. long story short. um <laughs> I, I wrote a, you know, um a, a story that The Washington Post even ended up reblogging about how I committed I accidentally committed Facebook suicide. and um a, a Facebook engineer got in touch with me and reversed everything. my, my point yeah. being like this has been what people have had to do for those edge cases. But I do think that they've had, mechanisms in place, certainly not as good as I would hope, but they've had mechanisms in place to to deal with some other stuff. For me, what it seems more like the racketeering is, because really who I see that this is aimed at, I don't think it'll be regular people. It'll be uh, people who have to use Facebook for professional reasons like Brianna. It'll be businesses when they visually roll it out to businesses and it'll be creators. And, and yeah. people who will benefit from having the higher visibility and, and want that higher touch, which frankly, you know, it, it is sort of weird when we look back on it that we were giving the celebrities and like the high profile people extra stuff for free when in any other business you would charge them. Um, they already get an Oscar gift bag. That's like, what I'm saying, right? Why <laughs> are we giving them all this other stuff too? Exactly, but I'm but I'm just saying, like in any other industry, you know, your your high quality people, if they want those things, you pay for it, right? Like you're, yeah. your your yeah. VIP customers aren't getting things for free. You're you're treating them like gold, but you're they're they're paying for that, right? So it's always it it is a little bit weird that in social media, um, the verification stuff has not been a, a paid perk until now. But where I see this as maybe racketeering is, okay, so let's say you're a business or you're an individual and I already have to pay for Facebook ads and I already have to pay for Facebook boosts. But now I'm kind of being told, well, if I really want to get preferential treatment and more visibility, and if I want to have access to the customer service that I'm not really going to get, even if I already have a business relationship with Facebook and I pay them, I'm going to have to pay you more. Like that to me... it it, it kind of follows their whole policy of, okay, so you start a business and you create a page because we tell you, we're going to help you get all these new customers. But then we change the algorithm and we don't show you those customers you had anymore, unless you pay this amount of money. Now you've paid this amount of money and, and that's, you have to continue to do it to see things. But now we're saying, well, if you want to get the other things unlocked and you want these other benefits, then you have to pay us again. So to me, like, and this is honestly why i think this is much smarter than the the twitter verification policy i think people will pay it um but yeah. i but i also think that it, it's it's a little bit
2: um it's a little bit racketeering yeah, yeah i no. mean people are absolutely going to pay it for every edge case like my friend there's all a lot of people who are trying. To, there's already that business, right? Like on Instagram, yeah. there was already these businesses where people would be like, "You give us a certain amount of money, we'll we will get you, get verified. you verified." Absolutely, we make all right. we make sock puppet accounts, we do all this other stuff, we get you verified. And now, like they've just destroyed that those people's line of business, which I'm probably fine with. I don't oh, know I'm about very the glad rest. Glad they're video. doing that. To be honest, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and and then they said, okay, you just. No, don't worry about those guys. You come to us. You, you want to be big on Instagram, you come to the people who make Instagram. And it's just like this really weird – I'm like, okay, so you've built a – like, you're allowed to. It's commerce. Do your thing. But at the same time, you've offered this for – what are we at, 17 years? No, I can't do math. 18, 18 years. <laughs> years. Oof. Yeah. Wow, I can go buy cigarettes. Good job, Meta. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, they've been doing, they've been offering a fairly similar service for 18 years, and now they're saying – Pay up, right? And yeah. it doesn't. Facebook, I think it matters a lot less on Facebook. Apart for for big for businesses, on Instagram, they're going to make so much money because oh, everybody, yeah. everybody's everybody like, I'm an
0: Instagram influencer, absolutely, and they're going to think that this is their way of getting. in in front of more eyeballs in front of more people. Like it's literally going to be one of those things where you're going to have it very similar to to Twitter um, blue in that sense. in that you have a lot of Twitter blue subscribers who don't care anything about the features they're getting like editing tweets. Sending longer messages, having bookmarks and all that stuff—they want the checkmark because in their mind it still connotates something valuable. It no longer does, but they still think that it does, and so that's why they pay for it. Uh, whereas Instagram, Facebook is telling you it will, right? Like it, it is going yeah, to right. improve your visibility. It's going to improve impersonation, other stuff, and and people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't get it the old-fashioned way. I can buy it now, um, and 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 I have to be honest. I have. I'm verified on Facebook. I have been for a dozen years or so. I, I did not ask to be. I was, I think, one of the first like public figure accounts. They they verified when they were doing journalists and, and celebrities and whatnot. And and again, I didn't ask to be. But the the person who came up with that original program, I used to work with them, and I was added in, and and I was even recommended for a while. Um. Uh. Thanks, Vadim. I love I, this for you. Uh, thanks, Vadim, because <laughs> I was never able to use Facebook as a normal person, but that's fine. Um. So I wouldn't, I, I, and I don't get, I don't use Facebook, so I wouldn't get any value from that. If I were to start taking Instagram seriously, like if I were to say, oh, I really want to turn, you know, Christina's hotel tours into a franchise. And you should. I, I might pay, you know, $12 a month for verified Instagram.
2: I might do it. I don't know. It, 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 there's a potential for jumpstart. I mean, I think. Once it comes out, that's going to be really curious, and, and I'm, I'm going to be really excited to see what data journalists and stuff do to figure out, okay, how much is it boosting? Right. Who is it boosting? Because it has to be boosting somebody with 10,000 followers much higher than it. it's going to boost somebody with 100 followers or or brand new egg account that just like,
1: I'm here and I want to get
2: started. Right. That's my Mickey Mouse
1: impression. I, I think – Coming back to your point, Christina, about the or, or was it you, Alex? I, I forget who said the the point about the fake uh, Instagram like verification mm-hmm. uh, schemes going on there. I I almost feel like if there were a more honest path forward on Facebook for gaming the algorithm, like let's say you're really really serious about having a facebook page and having a professional like presence there you know, the the boost function in in my experience and a lot of political professionals experience just doesn't do much ads are so hit and miss you end up like hyper like uh, optimizing for the algorithm it's all based around anger mm-hmm. right like i i can tell you for an absolute fact that the, the beef run that have done very very well are not the ones that I'm proud of stuff, right? Like it's ones really going after Trump in nasty, extreme ways uh, with language that, you know, like my boss told me he wanted and I was like, well, I'm going to do what I'm told, you know? (laughs) So I I, I feel like if there were an honest path forward to kind of get X number of eyeballs or engagement or at least, do you know what I mean? Uh, Start a business there? Because that's why most people are on Facebook it's business right right I, I think that would be a lot of value there and I think that could actually like help people put forward stuff that isn't so um, you know gaming the algorithm to that degree right yeah um, I, I think there's value there uh, I just I feel like Every single time I log on to Facebook lately, I don't know how y'all feel about that Reels feature, but it's like you get the first one the second worst. of a video and it just breaks your brain and you're staring at it and you don't want to look <laughs> at it. It's the worst feature ever done. And then I scroll down and it's four more ads. I mean, Facebook has turned into, in my view, the 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 social media platform that gives you the absolute, absolute, absolute least like the the conversations are bad, everybody's just so basic, no one's doing interesting stuff and it it's like this is just another thing that, in my view, is gonna accelerate that 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 sense of it.
2: Do you remember those? Those websites in the early two thousands where you'd like go take a quiz so you could put it on your live journal. Yeah, so everybody would know which yes. uh, character in Sailor Moon you were. Yes, and and you'd go you'd go on those websites and you'd be like, oh, there's actually some interesting stuff here. I just have to scroll past like Bart doing and Lisa and right. like whatever these other like things happening with Pokemon that should never be <laughs> visualized. And you'd, you'd you'd scroll through that, but there'd still be that little bit of joy. But you'd feel kind of scummy afterwards like you'd be like i did it i now know that i'm sailor venus this yep. is great i also i saw so much st- that's how i feel facebook is nowadays facebook yeah. is like the equivalent of, of that place where i'm like oh i got some joy oh i feel scuzzy right no i think you're
0: exactly right and i think that facebook knows that too which is why they're doing what they can to try to you know have people pay for it as much as they can um and are uh, doing dumb things like their bills experiments with, which is we talked about uh, in, in past uh, episodes about the the madness of all that stuff infiltrating everything. I will say too though, my my only piece of advice to anybody who's willing to pay for this, I, I'm not saying don't pay for it because there are there's probably some business value in it. However, never forget that what Facebook loves to do, and, and they do this with everybody. It's not unique to journalism. It's not unique to, to businesses with their pages. This is what Facebook loves to do. They love to bring you in and make you promises that they're going to amplify and show your content and give you all of these, uh, you know, give you this great platform, this great reach. And then they love to, to yank the, you know, um, rug out from underneath you and and leave your your, your Facebook Live budget uh, for your media organization you know having to having to lay people off because you you hired a whole bunch of people so that you could get that guaranteed million dollars a year that that then went away you know so so facebook is is a company that you can't trust for these promises so hundred percent you know i I, I definitely yeah. wouldn't sign this wouldn't be one of those things where I would pay like years in advance let's just put it that way <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like there was a story at some point about uh, Facebook inflating some uh, some numbers on video views that led to some problems in the journalism industry. Did I do I remember <laughs> that right? Just,
0: something
2: happened there. <laughs> something happened there. <laughs> who, what, who knows? what? 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 what <laughs> the pivot to video fail? What? No. Oh no. no! Everybody loves video. I'm doing a video right now. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So speaking of a
0: a video that everybody watches and that's very, very popular (laughs) and that doesn't have any drama going on it at all, uh, let's talk about Yellowstone and the drama that's been happening with this. So if you are not aware, the biggest television show franchise of the last number of years, like it's broken almost every record, like the amount of people who watch Yellowstone, it's kind of unfathomable especially in this era of streaming the the ratings that it's getting it's unreal uh is uh, is the paramount show the paramount network show uh yellowstone mm-hmm. uh has uh, had a number of spinoffs it's quite good starring kevin costner um some people like call it like red state succession i think that's kind of unfair i think that uh it's at least the i haven't seen the fifth season but the first four seasons are a lot more nuanced than that it's a really good show uh it's an incredibly
2: popular show
0: But it's also going through some (laughs) dramas.
2: Yes. The drama is so good for what's happening. Like, because we've got, so we've got. So I need y'all to explain this to me
1: because I've never seen Yellowstone. Okay.
2: All right. I got you. I got you. I I love a Yellowstone. I'm like, I'm deep into this. (laughs) Uh, I have not watched season five yet, but I'm deep in. I swear. I'm watching 1923. It's great. Okay. So the central show that. The show that from which everything springs is Yellowstone, and Yellowstone premiered on Paramount Network. And the first season was like it's fun, but it could be a little slow. Kevin Costner plays like head of a of of a big ranch in uh, Wyoming, I believe, Mm -hmm. and or Montana, Montana, one of the northern states with like gorgeous vistas everywhere. He's the head of this family, and it's like any other ranching family you know, only. They're also into organized crime, oh. and are like it's a good show. They like brand. They're like you're part of this ranch now, and brand people, <gasps> and just and like oh, like the stuff that gets up on to on this show is is ridiculous, and it's totally stupid and fun, and people just like it. And so you have a whole swath of America who is watching this show and and really digging it, and. It's done, it, it's gotten better and better and better, and more and more people have watched it. And now it's the most watched show in the United States. The most wow. Successful show. And from this, Taylor Sheridan, the creator, has 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 created this whole empire. And he teamed mm-hmm. up with Paramount, and they said, okay, we're doing Paramount Plus. We got the Star Trek, but only the nerds watch that. I'm <laughs> one of them. Thanks, I, Alex, I say that as I appreciate one of them. That. Are you, yeah, you know, look, like Star Trek, oh my God, Picard is like killing me, it's as, so good. as Christina has so had good. to suffer yes. through. My texts about it. It's great, but so Paramount Plus. It's got that. It's got um Robert and Michelle King, and 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 the shows they do like the Good Wife, the Good Fight, Evil. But it needed something more. It it needed something to really pop. And so I was like, okay, Yellowstone's hitting for us. We're gonna just go all in on Taylor Sheridan. And so we've got like a show where Tulsa King, where Sylvester Stallone shows up, and he's like a mobster from New York who now runs organized crime in Tulsa. You've got. Not one, but two prequels to Yellowstone. One starring uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, It's, it's really good, It's great. It's actually fantastic. <laughs> and and one starring Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren, also great. And and you got some show with uh with Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Jeremy Renner. Yep. You got you got like the Jeremy Renner show. But keenly, you do not have Yellowstone itself. Because that first season of Yellowstone, they were like, this is boring, nobody cares about it. We're gonna sell the rights to Yellowstone for streaming to Peacock. Yep. So Peacock is like, we will never let
0: this go. Peacock is like, thank you so much for not believing in your own product. Um, it also really annoys people who then subscribe to Paramount Plus and then find out, wait, what? I can't get the I can't get oh. the main show. So it, it's this messed up situation where the Paramount Network, the cable network, you can watch Yellowstone. Paramount Plus, you can watch all the spin-offs and everything else in the Sheridan universe. But if you want to watch Yellowstone, you have to get Peacock or you have to buy
2: it off of iTunes.
1: And Peacock sucks. I mean, yeah, I'm Peacock, sorry. Uh, I
0: mean,
2: I'm subscribing to it right now I am I want to watch Quantum Leap and also Yellowstone.
0: And and, and but, also, um, what's the uh the the show with uh with Natasha Leon? It's good. Oh yeah,
1: Pokerface yeah, Poker is fair. great. That's fair, Kevin Williamson. But like, the guy behind Scream put out like a movie called Sick, and I'm like, oh, cool, Scream dude did a movie. I'll try Peacock, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is crap. This is a bad yeah. movie. A, <laughs> this is not worth my time. It's like a tongue. bad
2: app. The yep. shows are kind of always disappointing. But <laughs> but so Peacock is like it's not doing great, but it's it's propped up by Yellowstone. Paramount is also kind of propped up by Yellowstone. Because mm-hmm. apparently one in a quarter. One out of four people who watch Paramount Plus only watch Taylor Sheridan shows, hmm. which is wrong. Watch Picard. It's great. Picard? Picard. However you Picard, say his name. Watch Picard. Picard. It's great.
1: The Jeremy Renner uh, show is pretty good. I've seen that. is,
2: I That's the one I haven't watched because I don't like him. But I watched, I watched the Sylvester Stallone one. It's terrible. I loved every minute of it. Dana Delaney was there.
0: Yeah, this is this is basically kind of like a, a. In many ways, it feels like like the peak '80s of you know when you had like Dynasty in Dallas yeah. and Off Landing. Oh yeah, and, like that's what Dan Taylor and, 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 uh, and that Sheridan stuff. does. That yes, but with more that's guns. That's what he does, but but with more guns and a little bit raw and with, horses, like an AMC feel, right? So like imagine if you had like Dallas and and all that stuff, but with more guns, and then with like the premium cable
2: sensibilities of a Mad Men or a Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's prestige Dallas. Exactly. That's what we're calling it from now on, Prestige Dallas. Get out of here, Prestige Dallas. Red State Succession, Prestige, succession. Prestige Dallas, Prestige Dallas. Absolutely. And so, so that's that's kind of like that's the background, right? So, Pe- Peacock is doing really great with it. Paramount Plus wants it. Paramount Plus Keeneland, notably cannot get it until Peacock cancels it, and or once it's canceled, Peacock has it for like four years, and the negotiations come up again, and and in that time, they'll be like, no, it's ours. Get out. We don't like you, Peacock. So that's that's part of it. And then on the other hand, you have Taylor Sheridan who's just like out there and he's making all of his shows and he's like their big hit maker and they love him. And you have Kevin Costner who is like, I like making money from this show, but I have requests on, on how long I work mm. and and when I'm working and everything. And I think you're all getting like up Taylor Sheridan's butt and I want more money. And so they're fighting mm-hmm. each other and it's so good. And it's like, okay, well, we could just cancel it because then we get it back faster. Right. But also, what if we cancel it and then it it goes away? Like, it's done. Right. Whatever everything else that's holding this entire
0: empire up goes away, right? Because at this point, right. um, you know, they have – so, because like, you, you do have these, like, uh these, you know, prestige, like, these omni showrunners who have a bunch of different properties – uh, Dick Wolf being the original, the OG, and having the entire Law and Order franchise. You have Shonda Rhimes and, and 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 her universe. Ryan Murphy, who I think is arguably the most successful, um, uh, like kind of full stop because he basically owns the FX network and and then went on to really own Netflix in terms of Netflix's kind of original shows. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he has I, a few. I, he, yeah, I think right, nailed so, it. So, totally nailed it right and then um but but then you have like these things which is like okay if uh, the the CSI guy uh, whose name i can't uh, uh Anthony starts with a z um uh, zimmer or whatever but then you have these fears uh, you have the NCIS franchise but then you have these fears like if the original goes away can the rest of the universe stay standing and then right. in some cases like um, NCIS, uh, which I guess technically the original is still going. I guess like a like Law and Order. No,
2: no, it's not. It's NCIS is not the original. NCIS. I just oh, was, was reminded Jag. of this. <laughs> it was Jag, right? Yes, it was. It Jag. was Jag. That's right. Jag was the original in 1995. That's right. that's right. And NCIS was a spinoff.
0: Wow, that's Isn't unreal. That cr- One of the most successful spinoffs of all time. So uh, a (laughs) spinoff that then had its own franchise, but which is some Norman Lear stuff right there. Like, honestly, like that's impressive. That's wild. But, uh, But like you do have like this risk, which is, okay, so if we get rid of the original... Will the rest of them be able to to um, hang up there? Um, Law and Order has because of SVU, but most of the other franchises have ended, you know, and, and, and whatnot. Um, CSI, the whole thing is, I mean, they had to bring back CSI Vegas because that, that whole thing, you know, kind of died. They've got this thing that, to your point, one quarter of all the people who are watching Paramount Plus are watching only Taylor, Taylor Sheridan stuff. So, so they're worrying, hey. Okay, we don't want to kill this cash cow. And then you have this uh, this male diva off between Taylor Sheridan, who's the creator. Um, He has a really interesting backstory. In our show notes, we have some links to a profile in Esquire and one in The Atlantic. He was an actor. He was the deputy, uh, kind of the bumbling deputy on Veronica Mars. He was like a not great actor who then wrote some scripts that got attention, directed a trilogy of Westerns that wound up getting critical acclaim, and now is probably the most... Maybe after Ryan Murphy, like the most important person he in is, television, he's
2: he, like he gets stuff done, and the fact that he's getting like Helen Mirren, yeah, to go do a prequel. Well,
0: I mean, the fact that he even got like Kevin Costner. Let's be honest with that, yeah. right? Like Kevin Costner joined this show, in what year was it? Twenty eighteen, or, or 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 whatever year it was, twenty nineteen. Um, Kevin Costner um, doesn't do television. And 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 is also a control freak, um, as this puck story we've got linked to talks about. Because you know he's a director of his own, and, and he's kind of an auteur in that way. I will say, when I met him, he's the nicest celebrity I've ever met. It was like mm. unreal how nice he was. He shook everyone's hand. I we were both on the Today Show at the same time, and he shook everyone's hand in the green room, and he made eye contact with everyone, and he was incredibly nice to every single person, down to like, was the, he the like pages. magnetic?
2: In yes. person? Because it's really creepy when you watch Yellowstone and you're like, you're so magnetic. Yeah. I just like, no,
0: I just no, like, why am I staring at you? Wow. No, me, I, me and Terry Crews were like sitting next to each other and like he left and, and I like turned to Terry Crews and I was like, we just met Kevin Costner. And he was like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, and, and 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 I didn't I didn't I, like I, I you know I, I didn't even have a chance to make like a, a quippy remark about Terry Crews to his face. It was just so like yeah. in awe that like I'd met Kevin Costner. But I the, guess that's the...
1: why I wanna know, like, is he like in your view, because I, I don't watch this show, I'm not a huge Kevin Costner fan. Is he being a diva? Because from the the puck article I read Everything like seemed like his point of view, as represented through his not spokespeople, but people familiar with the situation, all of it seemed entirely reasonable. Like the scripts didn't come on time. He's a busy guy. It's, it's, he's just trying to get his workday set so we can work on other projects, like this big Civil War project. All that seemed utterly reasonable to me.
0: Totally. Well, and and I but I think it depends on perspective, because on the one hand, I think you're right. Like as if you're a big star like him, I think it's completely reasonable. He's got all these other things going on. I think from some other people's perspective, they're saying this this show is this massive job generator and revenue generator for all these other people. And you being particular and and maybe holding things up in certain ways and and being difficult to work with is putting our future at jeopardy. So I think that's why those people are mad at him. I personally don't necessarily have a problem with with what he's doing, but it is interesting. And this happens sometimes on shows where you have the showrunner, the creator kind of being at odds with the star because they want to know, well, who's the real boss of the show? Yeah. And right. and Kevin Costner, I have a feeling as much as I liked meeting him in person, I don't know the guy. I have a feeling he would be difficult for any director um, to work with, I mean, famously, you know, directors have left his projects before because he's such a control freak. Because he is a director, and and he's an Academy Award-winning one, so he's somebody who it has like uh, the the gravitas to put behind it and the star power behind it. Um, But that's also going to be difficult if you have your own creative vision and you're like, okay, wait a minute, but this is my script. This is what yeah. I want to do. And I didn't hire you to be the director. I didn't hire you to be the writer. I hired you to act. Um, so it is. Uh, I I kind of love this because as interesting as I find Yellowstone, like all this drama could be its own television show too. Like yeah. it could be its own Taylor right. Sheridan show about about all of this.
1: <laughs> That's how they're going to say the Paramount Network. Yeah, <laughs> you know
0: it's funny. I'm they...
1: so
2: excited for this spinoff.
0: Yeah, totally. Well, I was going to say one of the good things that they did do on the Paramount Plus was uh, what, what was it called? Um, the offer about about the Godfather. Um, the series about the making of the godfather which was really really good and all of the you know gyrations and things that went on between the studio and francis ford coppola and how that was made and and obviously you know that's one of the most um one of the greatest films of all time but also one of paramount's crowning jewels and and one of their you know biggest franchises so uh it'll be interesting to see how this um uh lucks out but the the long the short of it is they don't they're everybody basically they wouldn't make a decision are we are they coming back for season six or are they going to you know um cancel it and and paramount is in between a rock and a hard place because if they cancel it they're that much closer to getting the streaming rights back but if they cancel it they also risk all these other projects that are in the mix and and you know like is anybody going to watch angel after you know uh buffy the vampire slayer moves networks and, Oof. and,
2: and goes off Oof. the air like that, that, that becomes the question, right? So I didn't, well, I it's, didn't. A, <laughs> it's a little different though, because like 1923 and 1883, they just, they, they like they're prequels. They're, they're totally divorced right. from it. And so there's a lot of, and, and they're already doing, they're doing um, a spinoff already called the four sixes, which is based on, mm-hmm. there's an actual ranch called the four sixes. It was one of the largest in Texas. They sold it to him in, like, a big conglomerate of other people, and so it's, like, where he makes all his movies now. But it's also a working ranch, and also it's now going to be a TV show. And so they're doing these other spinoffs. There's rumors of one, either Matthew McConaughey coming on to Yellowstone or them doing a Matthew McConaughey, like, spinoff. I really want to know who his parents are. I have theories. If you watch 1923, hit me up. We'll talk. (laughs) Uh,
1: I got one but, episode yeah. in and hit the escape pod. Is it is it worth keeping on going? It's so dumb.
2: That's why like but, I. nineteen twenty three is, is like, yeah. So nineteen twenty three is Harrison Ford as as Kevin Costner's great great uncle, and it's nineteen twenty three, and he runs a ranch, and then he starts a range war with with some sheep farmers, and then the sheep farmers is like attacking with Tommy guns because I guess those were happening in 1923. Yeah. <laughs> and and then meanwhile, his nephew is over, overseas and he's trying to get home. He's trying to get back to save everyone and he saw things in World War One, and he's very upset about it. It's like, it's just a big, epic, goofy adventure film. And 1883 is very depressing and lovely. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen 1923,
0: but 1883, I was in it for the Tim McGraw and Faith Hill who were actually quite good. Like, yeah. I was... I was really surprised. I didn't Faith think either. Hell, I would look at you go? I, I I honestly didn't think I, I I would never have cast either of them in a television show in my mind, and they were yeah. both very good. Um, I my my parents watched this. This is the only reason I was aware of any of this stuff, and then I subscribed to both Peacock and Paramount Plus, so. I can watch these things, but uh we've got You're a in link it. um in, in in the show notes, um uh in, in our podcast, the puck news article. It's usually behind a paywall. I put a gift link there. And for some reason it doesn't work, hit me up on Mastodon or Twitter and we'll get you sorted. Um all right. Um what uh let's go into uh, closing things out. So what are we all doing this week? Bree, let's start with you. Uh cocaine
1: bear. Come on, yes. it's cocaine yeah. bear week. It's cocaine most bear. Week. We're going to be talking about this in the post show. So if you love cocaine bear, <laughs> like stay If you love them. cocaine, you love <laughs>
0: bears, you love you love good times. Stay tuned yes
1: to Rocket Booster so you can hear about cocaine bear. That's my message to Absolutely. You. Um no, seriously y'all. So I Ultra quick! I know the show's gone long today because our guest is so good, uh, but uh, I had the worst horror story this week. So um, I have GDQ, my Super Mario Advance speed run, which is the Super Bowl of speed running. That is next week. So I get out my setup. I've redone my office. and I'm working to practice it. And one of the things, it's very, very hard to get Game Boy running on original hardware in a very lag-free way. So uh, I had this ultra-complicated setup with a GameCube and the Game, player adap- the game Boy Advance yep. adapter on the bottom of it, running some custom boot-loaded uh, GBI interface software because they're, the real OG stuff is so laggy, wired up to a CRT. And then this $80 critical piece of sd equipment that lets me hook an sd card up to my gamecube and like bypass the bios to get this custom firmware it fizzled so I'm freaking out today ah. because, you know, it's just like the military, how you how you fight is how you train, like with the same mm-hmm. weapons. It's the same way with speedrunning. Like how I speed run live is the way I've been practicing. So I've been freaking out all day. Thank God for Twitter. Someone's going to help me out. Uh, that's being overnighted to me. So hopefully I won't have to completely redo my setup. But that is to say this week I'm doing Cocaine Bear and I hope to recapture the number one slot. As far as the uh, Super Mario Advanced speed run with Princess Peach, hell yes. Okay.
0: All right, yeah, hell yes indeed. Um, wishing you luck on that, and, and thank God for Twitter indeed because Ooh. that sounds like just an absolute nightmare to oh have a, a crucial piece of equipment fail on you. Uh, Kranz, what are you doing this week?
2: Well, nothing that exciting because I am I'm I'm off Friday, so I'm gonna go see Cocaine Bear Woo! and. The new Magic Mike, I love it. It's going to be like it's a, it's a little double feature treat for me, mm-hmm. and and then I'm going to maybe maybe I'll start in on that Yellowstone season five. Okay,
0: okay, sounds good. Which apparently, are you apparently I'm for? like
1: Cocaine Bear or Magic Mike three. Cocaine Bear, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. We're, we're going to be like talking about this. Like the other, just this.
2: like, ooh, look at sexy people dancing.
0: Exactly. But, but I just raise my hands in joy, guys. But, but, but Cocaine but, Bear is Cocaine Bear. We're going to be talking more about that in and just a little bit. Versus Carrie Russell. Uh, yes, yes, yes. We're going to be talking lots about this in the next segment. Uh, Kranz, where can people find you online if they want to hear more of you, if they want to see more of you? We'll have all of your links um, in, in our show notes page. Where can people follow you online?
2: All right. Uh, I'm on Twitter sporadically. Ah! on and more than than not lately at alex h kranz i am on the verge you can i, I periodically blog there and then every wednesday and friday you can listen to me on the verge cast which is our podcast and i was about to start doing the we have a, like a tip line and i've gotten very used to being like the verge cast <laughs> good times what about you, Christina? What are you doing this weekend?
0: Um, oh, what am I doing this week? I'm cocaine-bearing it up. That's that's what I'm doing <laughs> yes! this week. Uh, yeah, it's, Do it's a line. About, Let's go. Uh, exactly. It's cocaine-bear. That's, that, 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 that's all I'm into. Bree, where can people find you online?
1: Brianna Wu on Twitter.
0: All right. You can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find my videos uh, for work at youtube.com slash GitHub. I will not be able to make any cocaine bear references this week. Um, I, I was thinking about if I could, if there'd be a way I could make it work. I don't think I can push those buttons. I, I, I go pretty far <laughs> on, on, on my shows for work content. I don't think I can bring cocaine bear into it, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, that's going to do it for us. Um, uh, you can find Simone at uh, Doom Quasar on uh, Twitter and Instagram. She'll be back with us next week. Um, if you like this episode, please give us um, a, uh, a like on whatever platform you want to rate things on Apple, Apple uh, Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts, rather Spotify, wherever you might be. Leave us a, a five star review. Um, let us know on Twitter um how great alex Kranz is and and how she should definitely Aww. be f- a frequent um guest um coming back to us more and more um and um that's going to do it for us this episode of rocket is terminated
2: terminated i love do i say terminated yes yes terminated <laughs> Woo.